hang on a minute. What are we even talking about today? Oh, honey, we're giving the people what they want. Welcome back to the Sex Den Podcast, everyone. <laughs> you are here with your host at She Wolf Lauren. Ah. Uh. <laughs> and at Camille Misbach. Welcome back to episode number seven with your den mothers. First and foremost, please give us a follow on Instagram at the den mothers so you can stay updated on when we post new episodes. Also, if you could please like, review, comment on any of your favorite podcast websites, uh, podcast streaming sites, YouTube. We really appreciate it. I saw that one person rated us two stars, and to them I say, fuck you. <laughs> Who would do that? Who the fuck uh, would do that? Susan, I'm coming for you. I know exactly oh, who it's the not fuck a, you are. <laughs> no, it, there's no way it's a Susan. This sounds more like a Chad or a Jimmy. I don't think it was a woman. Yeah, Chad – Screw they you. They gave us two stars. Do we have haters? Yeah, if you're going to give us two, hater. you might as well at least give us one and not be a little bitch. Okay, you also might as well write a review on why you hate us and show your face, but you're just too yeah. much of a little <laughs> bitch. <laughs> We're not here for that. So whoever you are anonymously, screw you. Everyone else, thank you so much. We. Oh, Momo. Molly. Mrs. Bergstein. Okay, my daughter's been very misbehaved <laughs> while she's with her aunt, Lewis. <laughs> okay, today we are speaking of a very interesting topic, which is, do we all need a hoe phase? Do we need a hoe phase? This came up because we're always thinking about being hoes. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was just wondering when my hoe phase will end. <laughs> it's been years and I'm still a friggin' hoe. <laughs> when does it become a phase and when does it become a lifestyle? That's what I need to know. <laughs> okay, we have to stop really fast. Hang on. Okay. Okay, in all seriousness, the reason we thought about this topic is because Lauren gets a lot of questions on her Instagram about, oh, I'm wanting to have sex with a ton of people, and basically, is that good or bad? How do I go about it without getting emotions involved? Certain things like that. So, we well, think this is no, nobody says to me, I want to have sex with a ton of people. What they say is... <laughs> How do it's I It's what balance? they're trying to say. <laughs> what they're trying to say is, I'm a big-ass slut. Is that okay? <laughs> and the answer ass. is yes, Judy. Camille, are they a big-ass <laughs> slut or are they a big-ass slut? They a big-ass slut. Okay, okay, Lauren, if you want to put it into their actual terms that are much more boring, why don't you just go ahead? <laughs> For the audience okay. that doesn't enjoy comedy, here you go. <laughs> Oh my god. 
you know what? Did this new you? She's a little rascal. She is a little rascal. Okay. Uh, yeah. So what they say is I don't really know how to identify, like, if I'm wanting to have all these different sexual partners or if I'm just wanting connected sex, I kind of feel like shit every time that I have a one night stand, but I keep wanting it and keep wanting to do it. And it was like a personal experience that I had too. And so we thought, let's talk about it. And also, Camille, I would like to ask you a simple opening question, which was, <laughs> how was your week, kid? Good. You're, the circles you're making with your body. <laughs> you're gonna throw you? We're having, I'm just, you know what? This is a space where we can just be as real as possible. I feel freaking weird today. I feel weird. Okay. This week is weird for me. It is a lot. And my energy today is even feeling weird. And I, I don't want to just be the podcast that, oh, it's like so bumbly every single second. No, my energy feels weird. I literally just had a dance battle with myself for okay. 20 seconds. Uh, okay. I think we should show the dance battle yeah. on YouTube. So if you're listening to this, we are going to on we're YouTube, gonna we are going to put battle. the dance battle. I'm not scared. In in a very brief moment right I can, here. Camille, if you're feeling something weird, if you're feeling weird, then I can take it away because I've also had just a strange week. Like I called you yesterday and I just felt off. This, yeah. you know, it's the Lionsgate portal. It's It was the, the new, new moon. In Leo. In yeah. Leo. And... I don't even really know what that shit means. I love it. I'm into it. But it's it, it just – this week was so much for me. Like I am not even ready to talk about the full experience that I'm having right now. But my life is getting very different. Drastically it's, changing. It's beautiful. And I'll give you all a hint. Shane is still here and he is not leaving. Like we are making all the plans together. <laughs> <laughs> and it's yes. and so beautiful and – so healing for me because I'm unpacking so much about what sex has meant to me, what relationships have meant to me, what love means to me, what men mean to me. And so it's been a really big week. I also launched my group coaching platform, my group coaching experience called Power Pack. I'm so excited about it. And also my launch didn't go like I thought it would. It's been very different. It's mm -hmm. been a whole new experience for me. It's the first time I'm offering something like this. Yep. So I'm in a lot of learning, a lot of surrender, and a lot of like really happy, cuddly, bubbly life. Trusting, out, trusting the trusting. timing. Yeah. I want to get a tattoo. I dyed my oh, hair blonde. So do like, I. I want to do a tattoo good. also. Okay. Yeah. You know what? That is great. Along with my energy being off, I do feel like I'm being my most authentic self ever right now. Mm -hmm. I'm having really good conversations with Michael pretty much every single day about what's going on with me spiritually and emotionally with Lauren, with Shane, with I'm, I'm offering and holding a lot of space for my mom. Like it yeah. just feels like a lot of good conversations right now. Along mm -hmm. with that, I'm still diving into doing uh, a lot of art during this time for a Pisces, which I typically do not relate to my sign. But mm. right now during this whole Lionsgate new moon in Leo, it says a Pisces needs to tap into your creativity. So I'm doing that yesterday. I just spent the whole day doing art. And it felt so good. And I'm really excited because TBD on the date that we're going to launch this, 
but I am going to be hosting a facing fears and pussy power <laughs> painting yes. experience. So it's going to be a an online or a virtual event. It's going to be so much fun. Anyone who signs up for Lauren's Power Pack gets a ticket for free, and then we are going to be putting tickets. So TBD on that, but I'm really excited for that. So it's a lot, and also it feels so good in my body. <laughs> so one of the things that I that I want to say is I don't even I I want to create new language for what it means when we say it's a lot because mm-hmm. I feel like to say it's a lot indicates that there's something super overwhelming or like something that you can almost barely handle. But mm. at least for me and I can speak from my own experience, yes. Yay, I got matcha. Yay. Thank you, Shane. Wow. Matcha, yum. Oh my God. So good. This shit is the bomb. Good. Lauren has a matcha today. I have a nice coffee. Boom. Yeah, I have a matcha. So, uh, one of the things that I wanted to say is when we're saying that it's a lot, it's a lot, it's just a lot right now. There's, there's a piece of it that sounds number one, negative, number two, overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And at least for me on my healing journey, it does feel like there's a lot to process. And also I have so much more space to process it. Like it's, I'm, I feel more peaceful and not as chaotic as I used to. So yep, I, 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 I don't know same. if that's a, yeah, it doesn't feel like a, like this crazy swirling where I'm just in this massive storm. It feels more like I'm processing and I'm, I'm in flow. I'm more present and yeah, I'm processing you know. a lot of emotion more than I have for a long time. I really struggled with emotion, vulnerability, taking up space. So my whole life in that realm is changing. Mm-hmm. And I also was averse to change. So I am dealing with a lot of different emotions that are coming up that I'm facing head on for the first time. And for me, I, I feel sometimes spaces of overwhelm and then sometimes spaces of extreme calmness. So it's a spectrum of emotion. But yes. I have a question. I have a question. Yeah. When you're feeling overwhelmed, where do you feel it in your body? Right now, it's actually not in my body at all. Wow. Where is it? Uh, it feels as if. It's basically like an orb around me of my mental state. (laughs) Mm -hmm. My body has felt pretty irrelevant to me since I had my Bufo experience. Your body feels irrelevant. Yeah, it feels like it no longer is really a thing. (laughs) I mean, I I feel more in my body now, but overwhelm is it's only in my mind. I don't have any feeling for it in my body. The anxiety component of overwhelm is gone for me. I don't okay. get oh, my heart racing feeling. I don't get a tightness in my chest anymore. It just feels like my mind is sort of dissociated from my body. And it's like, wow, this is pretty overwhelming to handle right now. And then I kind of have to ground and get back into my body to fight it. <laughs> okay. Or to accept it, I guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I was asking just because my overwhelm used to be so much in my heart. Uh-huh. Like it would just feel – because my overwhelm had so much to do with my like decision-making and ego and, you know, 
frustration around like what should I be doing yeah and now it'll be like a little twinge in my heart but it's so much more cerebral it's in my head now me too yeah I I like almost can imagine it like coming out of my ears or like shooting up through my crown chakra and just being like get out of here (laughs) like I don't need you exactly how I feel I used Mm -hmm. to get a tightness in my sternum in my chest area because it was for me my voice my lungs speaking my truth Mm -hmm. I haven't had that in a while but I felt a lot of tightness in my chest yeah before I think I'm gonna do bufo next week again round four yeah round so round four yeah so we'll let you know how that goes yeah we'll let you know how that goes pack anyway let's get into our topic for the day which is the hoe phase hoe phase Wait, can I just say what I think of when we talk about hoe phase? Yeah. My – it's like a movie quote that just immediately comes to me and it's from Bridesmaids. And it's when they're on the Becca and um, – what's the other one's name? Oh, I don't remember. Becca and – anyway, they're having this talk and she goes, Honey – Everybody needs those slutty college years. You have to know <laughs> yeah. what you like. You have yes. to. It's, she's like so passionate about how everybody needs those she slutty college is. years. And this is what that reminds me of. is like, do we all need those slutty college years basically yes. to get it out of our systems? So I think this is a good launch point for our conversation today because soul sex has been coming up, divine femininity, divine masculinity, and I can't wait to talk about that. But also, I feel like it's important to discuss the importance of having wild bar sex sometimes or like feeling like you need to have a bunch of different partners to be experienced. Like a lot of my clients will come to me and say, I feel like I don't know what to do in bed. I haven't had enough experience. I haven't had enough this. I haven't had enough that. And just to lay the groundwork for this topic There is no right sex life. There is no right way to have sex with 15 people, 30 people, 500 people. Like there isn't a right way to do it. What's right for you is what's right in your heart. I agree. And I wanted to just start with something along those same lines is a lot of women empowerment. This is is a time of – a women empowerment movement almost. It's like the second biggest, I think, round other than like when we were trying to uh, vote and everything, you know. So yes, I I do think this is a huge movement for women empowerment. And it feels like a big social justice movement in yeah, general. Big social Just justice like, movement. Yeah, yeah. I also want to say though, with that, there's been a lot of conversation on famous podcasts and Instagram pages that women need to take back the power of being like the fuck girl instead of this like fuck boy mentality where, oh, he can sleep with whoever until he finds his person. Women should do that too. Yes, I totally agree. If that's what your heart wants, absolutely. But it's almost become a toxic trait of like women have to do that too And I kind of had the experience when I was single and it was like, yeah, I do need like all these guys on my roster and having sex and like playing all these guys. And then I just realized that's not in my personality. That doesn't make me feel good in my heart. And also Mm -hmm. that's just not me. I'm more of a person who enjoys either a long-term sex friendship or a relationship. And there's nothing wrong with that either. So I first wanted to say 
whatever type of, you know, conversation we have today, this doesn't have to be you, whatever you feel connected with that's what you should follow. Don't do it because right now it's a societal norm for women to also be having a hoe phase. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, and it's, it's interesting. I'd like to talk about my own experience. I think maybe we start with our experiences and then go into how somebody can know if they're a hoe phase kind of gal or not. Yes. And even for guys, like I think there's a massive societal expectation that guys are supposed to want to have sex with a whole bunch of people. And that's just not the case all the time. No. Some dudes are not sluts. Some guys are just like, I mean, maybe they would, but there needs to be some kind of a special connection for them. They're not just wanting to go out and have sex with a whole bunch of people. But for me, I would go through these massive ebbs and flows. And I actually even wrote about this on my blog where I was like, I was in that relationship with Jason. I've always been very sexual. And so I didn't always know how to place that sexual energy. So I would be like, okay, obviously I need to be having these different experiences and I need to be doming people and being submissive and having orgies and having threesomes and going to sex parties and like doing all of this stuff. Mm. And when I look back at that, it's like, I know that I needed to do that for my own development because it gave me, it was kind of like, I needed to try it, I guess. But when I look back at it, it never really felt great in my soul. Like it just didn't feel phenomenal. Like sometimes the sex was really good or, you know, an experience was great. But when I look back at that, I'm like, man, that just wasn't super fulfilling for me. Mm. And so that's where that discussion around experience versus connection, like what kind of sex are you looking for? And that's what I encourage people to do too. And We can talk about it a little bit more, but just I think when you go into sexual experiences thinking that they could mature into something, it leaves you feeling a different way than if you go into sexual experiences thinking this is an experience. Like this is something that I'm trying. I'm going to explore this. It's exploration versus I hope something comes out of this and Mm -hmm. then it just becomes a one night stand. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Did I just make sense? Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I think you are right going into it as this is an experience for a fun night of sex. Yeah. Versus, (laughs) oh, I'm looking for something deeper. And I'll take fun sex. And I'll take fun sex. It is different for me. The second we have sex, sometimes that thought can change. Right. Because I think I'm an extremely emotional creature. So it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I go into it thinking like, oh, my God, this is going to be such a fun one-time sex thing. And then all of a sudden it was like I'm catching feelings. I mean, this kind of happened to me over and over because I realized I just want more connected sex. Well, I also think that women are shamed for that. Like I think we get – vulva owners kind of get shamed for like being the crazy chick that catches feelings. But when you think about what sex actually is, when you think about like on a spiritual level, which is why I feel like we have to talk about spirituality in a sense too, is because on a spiritual level, my body is opening – Like my most sacred vessel, my pussy, like my actual vaginal canal is essentially my entire sacral and root chakra. Yeah. That energy right there, that birthing place, that like sacred feminine part of your body, when 
it's really, really hard to dissociate that, at least for me, not for everybody. But when you're an energetic being, right, it's hard to dissociate that from the rest of your energy. So when you're out there having sex and you're like, oh, no, I'm catching feelings. Yeah, that makes sense. It makes (laughs) sense. Like you're welcoming somebody's dick, which is also their divine masculinity. Like it's that's their sex organ. You're welcoming it into your own body. Yeah, you're exchanging fluids. You're exchanging like everything. Yeah, it feels like the vessel all the way up into everything you own. (laughs) Yes, is a very spiritual experience. Yeah, and how I said how I said um, that it's kind of a toxic trait for people to say it's a hoe phase. It's funny because of course society is a double edged sword for a woman. So either it's like yeah, you need to have a hoe phase because men get to do it, so you get to do it. And then the other side is just like, women shouldn't have a hoe phase. You know, it's like, you can't win. Right, right. Why are you getting so emotionally attached? You know, it's right. it's just totally, it's a double-edged sword, so. Well, and the conversation just around, like, sex work and stuff, too. Like, yeah. if we're saying, oh, sex is this really divine thing and it's so important and it's so special, like, yes, I believe that. And also, like, I've had clients before where I've recommended, like, maybe try getting a sex worker. Like, if you're somebody in your 40s or in your later 20s or in your later 30s who is wanting to have their first sexual experience or their first sexual debut and you don't know where to begin because you're so nervous about, like, all of the mechanics of it. Yeah. Then potentially hiring a sex worker, going to Vegas, like, having an experience with somebody who has a ton of experience – Maybe it isn't as much of a spiritual thing for you. You just need to fuck. Yeah. That's okay. (laughs) That's okay. And so that's the point of this right now, this conversation, is that, yes, number one, it is all over the place because we're talking about something that has so many different meanings. Yeah. Like, I have fucked before just to fuck, Mm -hmm. and I thought that's what I was doing, and I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking, and this is going to be so great, and it's the best sex ever. And then – Two weeks later, I would realize that I was sad that there was no cuddling after. Yeah, like, I didn't cuddle with somebody for a year, and yeah. I had so much sex. I think that something really important to say, because we are all over the place, like you said, it's just so complex, because we are such complex creatures. Right. I think the most important thing to keep in mind as you're dabbling with your hoe phase, or not a hoe phase, or whatever, is just checking in with your energy regularly and this Mm. is the same thing that you should do if you have a sex friend friends with benefits if you're in a long-term relationship when you're diving into that hoe phase just constantly check into your energy because it can have a lot of residual effects that you don't even notice until after so you may just be getting wasted all the time hooking up with people maybe that's what you feel like you need at the time and then later that will bring up, you know, it could bring up a trauma, like trauma for you in the, in the realm of feeling like it was traumatic because you're like, oh my God, I was just feeling really empty and lonely. And now I have to freaking dive, d- dig deep into what was going on emotionally for me there, you know? And then mm-hmm. sometimes you might do it and it might feel great. And you're like, yeah, I love to have sex. Penis owners do it. I'm doing it. I'm having sex with a bunch of people. Yeah. It feels great, you know, but just consistently checking in with your energy after your experiences and saying like, am I filling a void? Am I 
feeling really good about this? Am I just wanting pleasure right now because I'm exploring my sexuality and I want new experiences? Or Mm -hmm. am I looking for something deeper? That's all you really need to keep in mind. Like you can do whatever you want. Right. (laughs) The sex world is your oyster. (laughs) It's your oyster. And there's, I think there's a lot of shame. Like there's a lot of shame in a lot of different cultures around having a hoe phase. And so there's Mm -hmm. like a desire. There can be an internal desire to explore. And then like the last thing that I want to do is shame anybody right now by saying like well sex is a very spiritual thing and if you're having a hoe phase like that is not what I'm saying at all what I'm saying is you get to decide for yourself at every phase in your life what sex means to you yep at that particular point of your life like right now sex means something so different to me than it even did six months ago oh yeah like six months ago I was chasing like a high off of sex. I was chasing a dopamine rush. I was chasing like, let me, you know, dom somebody and like be on my stripper pole and Mm -hmm. be wearing like really elaborate outfits and lighting candles and like fucking dudes. Like that's what I wanted to do. And it felt so right in the moment. And that feels so not right right now. You know, it just, that doesn't feel like it energetically aligns. And so what I'd like to grant our listeners, our Wolfpack, is the permission to check in with yourself and the permission to be a different person in, in two months. You don't always have to have the same moral standards when it comes to your sex life. Yep. You get to decide. Yep. Do you want to be a hoe? Good. Go. Like, go do it. Have fun. And then reflect on it. Like, yeah. everything we do in this life is an opportunity for us to reflect. It's an opportunity for us to learn and to heal. So if you look back on the last two years and you're like, damn, every single time I'm having sex, I'm not getting off. I'm not expressing what I need. I'm not talking to the person afterward. I'm not like if if you're in like a kind of toxic sex spiral, check in with yourself. Maybe do a a sex detox. Yeah. Like honor yourself. Get down with yourself light some candles and have a beautiful masturbation session if Mm -hmm. that's you. If you're the kind of person who has only had sex with two people because you're afraid to taint yourself. Taint? uh, You're afraid to be tainted? Yeah. Tainted. Yeah, yeah. Like you're afraid to be tainted (laughs) or – taint is. Because taint. (laughs) Because taint. (laughs) It's funny because – Taint. (laughs) (laughs) But um, if you're the kind of person that's kind of like – really uptight all the time and you only want to have sex with people if they do things in a very particular way and they have to take you on three specific dates and it's going to look like this and it's going to be in this way, then maybe you need to go out and just get fucked by a random stranger. (laughs) Maybe that's what you need and your heart is telling you to just let your hair down or your lack of hair or whatever (laughs) and just go, you know, have a wild sloppy one night stand. Maybe that is what you need. Yeah, exactly. So... To answer our question of do we all need a hoe phase? No. We all need to be checking in with ourselves and honoring what we need in every unique moment. Yes. And that might look different today than it does in two months. Yeah. I love what you were saying about that because I feel like I've gone through phases of thinking I want to be a hoe at this time and then I would end up catching feelings for people and it's like – Fuck, man. Like, I've had a couple sexual friends or successful friends with benefits phases. Mm -hmm. But for me, the most fulfilling thing is to be in a relationship. 
And then again, it was a one night stand that led me to meeting my husband because it Mm -hmm. was in a phase where I was like, fuck it. I'm just so open to being in a real, like to having good sex with someone hot. And then it was a one night stand gone right. And also I just want to honor the people, women, penis owners, and vulva owners who leave a long relationship, maybe high school, sweetheart, college, whatever, because they Mm -hmm. want to explore. And Mm. I have heard this a lot and it can be, you can be shamed you can be shamed by people who thought you were in a wonderful relationship. Wanting to explore in a sexual sense is the same thing as you wanting to get in touch with your spiritual self. Sex oh. is life. <laughs> Sex is oh. life. So if you're wanting to explore yourself further and you're like, I want to break up with this person because I've only had sex with him. And it's like, okay, Fuck yeah, I honor you because you're probably about to go through a lot more growth than what you think is just wanting something sexual. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> oh, Did that, that feel good in so your body? Good. <laughs> it felt so juicy. It was yeah. so good because yeah. I, I love that, sis. I love that. And I, I do think it's so important. I've never been able to articulate it quite in that way. But that shame or like the discounting of sexuality as something that you need to explore, Mm -hmm. like to discount it, we question people or like people will say, is it okay if I'm having these desires to explore or to do other things? And it's like, of course it's okay. Hell yeah. Of course it's okay. Your sex body is the same as your creative body. It's the same as your spiritual body. It was not until I dove, I just wrote this down for my power pack group coaching. It was not until I explored my sexual confidence and my sexuality that I even understood one inch of what my spiritual body was. When I connected, done. Like when I connected with who I am as a sexual woman and what that means to me, it literally set my spiritual practice and my power practice on fire. Like, that's it. Done. Like, done. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, you said shame around sexuality because if someone were to leave a relationship, I have two things to say. If someone were to leave a relationship and say, I just want to focus on my career, grow my career, and I just don't feel like I can do that with the support of this person. People would be like, you go, girl. You go, boy. Hell right. yeah, do it up. And then you're like, right. I need to break up because I need to explore my sexual power. And people would be like, okay, so you want to just be a hoe. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, it's all connected. Trust me. And for me, I was going to say my second thing was I left a relationship because I needed spiritual growth more than I would get. Mm-hmm. where I was mm-hmm. it ended up being a full-on sexual awakening for me as well yes so the whatever you're needing it will all essentially come back to sex sex is life <laughs> sex is life so it's explore. the reason that we named mm-hmm. it's the reason that we named our first podcast episode that and it's something so it comes up with my clients all the time because I like Obviously, I brand myself and I talk about sex a lot. I'm like a sexual confidence, personal power coach. Like that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And I will have clients will be maybe like three or four sessions in and they say, hey, we're talking about 
you know, vulnerability and journaling and (laughs) meditation. And I'm just, and it feels so right, but I'm just confused. And I want to make sure you're okay with this, Lauren, because I originally reached out to you for sex, Mm. like, right? Like for all of these things and what I notice and what has been so true for me and so true for so many other people that come to me is that your sex life, you know who said this to me? Bianca. Bianca and I were talking about this. And mm-hmm. she said that she learned in therapy one of her ther- with one of her therapists that sex in your bedroom is kind of where all the dust settles from the rest of your life. So if you are having issues with vulnerability, if you're having issues expressing your needs, if you're having issues um, thinking too much or having anxiety – especially in your partnership or even just with yourself, that settles in the bedroom. So you'll think, oh, I'm having this sexual crisis or I'm having this issue. And really what it is is a really great solid mirror for what's going on in the rest of your life. Mm. So it's the reason that I talk about personal power so much is because how can we possibly be sexually confident beings? How can we possibly like own our sexuality if we're not in our fucking power, mm-hmm. if we're not in our power for everything else. Yeah, that is so beautiful. And I have to tell a little story about something that just happened to me involving okay. sex. I would love to hear this, Camille. In my relationship now, there was a part of my marriage that I would get upset about because sometimes we would go for a few days or longer without sex. My husband's having some issues physically in his back which is making him not feel like he's sexual at all right now. And I would get upset about it and get mad until basically we would have sex and then I would feel fine again. And after I went through my Bufo experience, I have come out as a completely different person as a sexual partner. And I feel like my anger towards not having sex for a few days was really an issue about me fearing that my voice wasn't heard. Mm. I felt like that was the place that I had control. And so I wanted to speak of exactly when I wanted to have sex and I wanted it to be in those moments. And when he was like, I kind of need to have control of the sex life right now because a lot of the time I'm in pain and I don't feel like having sex. For me, my mind was like, no, it it was a control issue. And I feel like my sex life and my mind have just completely changed in this entire realm. Like we actually had a conversation about it the other day and I'm like, I'm sorry. That was my pain that I was putting on you in our sex life, which is for two people. How dare me put my issues into something where we are both connected as a unit. Mm. It just shows that my deep rooted issues were affecting Mm -hmm. something in my sex life. And it wasn't until I faced anxiety, fear of not being heard and a trauma I had when I was younger, when I realized (laughs) that doesn't freaking matter at all. It doesn't matter. Those are issues outside of the bedroom. And so it kind of just wrapped it full circle of like sex is life and a sexual issue I was having was reflecting issues I was having in my life. Wow. Yeah. Did that make sense? That was beautiful. Okay. 
And I under I understand that so, 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 so much. Yeah. Because I remember identifying with you and like talking with you about how I used to get really mad too. And mm-hmm. it would kind of be a joke. Like if, yep. you know, it was a, in a different setting because of different partnership and everything. But it's like, oh yeah, if Lauren doesn't get fucked every three days, she's pissed mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And it was like, I look back at that now and it's like, was I actually mad about that or was I mad that the communication was so terrible <laughs> about that, you know? And it's, yep. it was, of course, the communication. Yeah. I, I actually wasn't being heard. Yep. You know, and you in this case, like Michael hears you so much. Yeah. And for you, it was a, it was a control thing. And yeah. so it's like until you do the the healing work, the holistic healing work, the like round, globey universe work. Yeah. Those things don't become so obvious. Yeah. And I think when you're doing the spiritual healing work as well, it's also easier to recognize what type of relationship or relationships you want. So Mm -hmm. do you want a hoe phase? Uh, Get spiritually in touch with yourself and you'll realize if you want to be in a hoe phase or not. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? Looking back at it, I had so many experiences during my hoe phase that ended up being spiritual. Like I, when I think about that, the like peak of my hoe phase in the past year and a half of being single or not, it hasn't even been a year and a half, but kind of like a year and a couple months of Mm -hmm. being single. Um, when I look at the peak of it, when I was having sex with like, I don't know, dudes, like five dudes in a row. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I look at that and I'm like, I had spiritual experiences within those ho phase moments. Yeah. Like some of some wild sex where I was like, oh my God, it was like a very present experience where I'm like, I am really healing right now. Like I'm doing some of that work. And there is so much healing in sex. Like there's so much that we can learn from sex because if it's where the dust settles, it also means that's where the dust gets shaken up, right? It's like what are we missing here? What's going on? And so I love to look at sex as part of a healing journey, you know, Mm -hmm. part of that, because it is just such a wild experience. Like imagine what an orgasm is. Having an orgasm is the most strange, powerful thing ever. Like my 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 whole body is going to feel this like blast of ecstasy (laughs) and I'm going to be like, making noises and my joints are going to tense up and I'm going to be shaking like okay that sounds weird and also it sounds amazing like (laughs) I want that yeah it is so so funny and to think everybody's body is capable of doing it in different ways or you know finding pleasure in different realms but we're all feeling the same thing (laughs) some people are yes yeah some people are having their Clit, yeah, clit smashed. <laughs> Some people are in sixty minutes. <laughs> I mean, it's just are so taking funny. a beating. Yeah, it is. It is it's the most so spiritual thing. We are all connected in that same way, and so mm-hmm. ho or not ho, we honor all you hoes and what you need. <laughs> yeah, and just take if a little you, more if time. You a hoe, and you need to be a hoe. I love that. Me too. I absolutely honor our hoes. <laughs> I was just looking up my the questions because I feel like we're getting to question time. 
Yes, I think we should do some listener questions because we're on this topic. I would really like okay. to do a good question that I heard uh, that I got last week. Okay, which is how to keep sex slash love alive in long term relationships. My answer has not that much to do with sex. I was going to say exactly the same thing. My answer has to do with remembering what brings you joy, deep joy, following that, Mm -hmm. and effort. It's Mm -hmm. like keeping yourself alive and effort and recognizing that sex, like there, I think there's a lot of pressure or a lot of hearsay that sex is just something that magically stays great or it's not and really a great sex life takes communication and like vulnerability and sometimes hard conversations like it it could be hard to sit down with your partner and be like hey I noticed that our sex life is not what it once was you know like how do we get back there but it's having those conversations and and showing your cards to your partner I was going to answer in the exact same way. The only thing that keeps sex and love alive, in my personal opinion, uh, well, love is different. For me, that's comedy. That's hmm. that's touching each other. That's comedy. skin on skin. Um, for me, sex is just all about communication. And I think I used to have a little bit of a skewed opinion because – at the beginning of relationships, I have a crazy sex life usually. And then it kind of comes to a plateau. Like you kind mm. of even out, you think about what you both need. And I had an experience, this is kind of similar to what I was talking about before, but the amount of times per week, mm-hmm. I used to almost want to lie and say like, oh, well, we still have sex like four or five times a week, which that isn't the case. And it isn't the case for me right now. And I have actually had, because my husband's going through actual physical pain right now, we have had a conversation with actually guidance from Lauren where I just, because I used to get upset about it and I ended up just saying, you know what, I expect very little from you right now and Mm -hmm. that's okay. You are on your own journey of healing yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm going to focus on me. I'm going to mm-hmm. increase my masturbation practice because I'm still horny, but he doesn't have to do with that. That's mm-hmm. not fair to put that on somebody else. Like they need to take care of you in that way. So yeah. you find practices where you can feel fulfilled. And what that's been for me is asking him, Hey, I don't even want to have sex tonight, but can we just lay naked and just cuddle? Like, let's mm. just skin on skin. Really, really get into yourself because I've kind of noticed lately which is totally different than what I thought before. Sex to me just really doesn't matter that much. I think it's a really spiritual experience and I love that we can share that together. But my view of what sex is has completely changed now that my mental state feels like what I crave is a good conversation. Mm. Like I crave spirituality. I crave us just cuddling together and talking and being Mm -hmm. together. So that has changed my sex life. Um, And then also every once in a while, if you're in a hot phase and you know what, your relationship's been a a few years, just freaking switch things up. Like if you're in a long relationship, you've obviously made it this far for a reason. 
Start with working on communication, like I said. Also, just throw in some surprises here and there. When your person comes home from work, wear a sexy outfit and light candles. Make an actual experience out of it. Effort. <laughs> like, it's effort. all just effort. The other night, we did a role-playing scenario, first time ever. Like, how hilarious. It was kind of you know, just a surprise. It's like, <laughs> just surprise your partner, even if it doesn't go well, even if you're cracking up, if it, I mean, who cares? <laughs> like, just try to keep things spicy. Sex can yeah. get mundane in long-term relationships. Yeah. Just communicate with your partner and just yeah. every once in a while, just try something a little different. Right. Yeah. If you're, if you're riding on top face-to-face every time, why don't you Throw it on back to reverse cowgirl and show them your butthole. Like, (laughs) do something unique. You know, like, just, I do, and I think, you know, in, like, past coaching phase, I'd be like, get toys, you know, do fun stuff, like, talk about being open, blah, blah, blah. But really, it comes down to make sure and focus on feeling alive. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you feel alive? What brings you joy? What helps you feel connected? What actually is it? And then asking yourself, what part of the sex life is it that you feel like isn't spicy anymore? Yeah. Is it just the experiential part of it? Like you've been fucking the same person for 20 years. If it's that, then who knows? Like the possibilities are endless. Like you know this is your person forever. You love them so much. Okay, well then in that case, I don't know, get a whip or something and yeah. like try try new things, but I feel like effort plus communication is just the key. It's the key. That's all it is. And if your partner is not willing to do effort, like if you realize you're putting in sexual effort, then it's time for another conversation. Like it's all yeah. about communication. If you feel yeah. like your partner's the only one who can address you about sex, he's he's pursuing you all the time. Another conversation. I mean, sex is life. So sex reflects what's happening in your relationship. So increase yeah. your communication and it will change everything. I mean, and I even think that sex reflecting what's going on in your relationship can be a mirror of what's going really well in your relationship. Like of course. what you just said to me about you realizing that sex actually isn't the most important part to you. It's such a reflection of how deep your relationship is right now in that you are having these super like intense, beautiful conversations and you y'all have always had a great sex life. Yeah. And so the idea of like um your your sex life right now being a mirror of the depth that you have together is I feel like that's so beautiful yeah it is beautiful it feels so beautiful and I feel fulfilled in my body without us even having sex which is so unique for me like typically I would feel like the only way we could really connect like that was in sex and Mm -hmm. now the connection is like digging into each other's brains and like painting together that literally is making me horny yeah <laughs> like watching him draw his little figure is just like okay so <laughs> I'm feeling really fulfilled <laughs> yeah you're just like painting your clitoris yeah. with the paintbrush <laughs> just staring at him hello Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Oops, I'm blue yeah. Whoops. <laughs> um, okay yeah. so Let's move on to next another question. What's another good question oh. from you, Lauren? Okay. Well, let me I just I love pull that question, by the way. Thank you so much for sending that in. Mm-hmm. You know who you are. Okay. Here's a question. 
My partner and I both like the idea of an open relationship, but neither of us will just say, okay, let's try it. We've talked about it a lot. Advice? Love it. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So if you've talked about it a lot, this would have been me. So I always had this like idea of being in an open relationship. I was in one relationship in college and in grad school where I was like, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds like something I want to do. But neither of us were good at like initiating the actual Mm. doing it. Right. And so it wasn't until I was with my ex where he was very you know, we talked about it and then it was like, yep, we're doing this and here's how we're doing it. And so the way that we did it was set up an account on this website called Cassidy and it's a swingers account. Like it's a dating, it's basically Facebook for swinging. You'll see pictures of people having sex and like different sex parties come up there and you create a joint profile with your partner and you can just start like meeting other couples, going out to dinner. Like it doesn't have to be this like this intense thing where you talk about it once and then you're immediately having sex. You can kind of dabble a little bit with like, okay, what would this look like? You can create an account on an app called Field, F-E-E-L-D. And again, you can be a partnership saying like, we're looking to have our first threesome or we're looking to have a group sex experience and just start putting yourself out there. That's the that's the thing. You can talk about it. And if you're both kind of like, yeah, we're on board with this, then the next step, it sounds so obvious, but it's to go for it. Like, yeah, make an account, start putting out into the universe that you're open to having these experiences. And the worst thing that can happen is you don't like it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you get jealous. You freak out. You're not into it. And then you don't have to do it ever again. Yep. I was going to say the same thing. That's what I'd recommend. Yeah. Yeah. And for someone who doesn't want to do the apps, like I wasn't great on apps. For me, I wanted it to happen in a more authentic way, which does take a little bit more time. But if you, if all you have is time and you're just like, you know what, if it happens at some point, that would be great. I would start small with like flirting with people at the bar individually Mm, Yeah. or uh, flirting with people at a party. Like, expressing interest in doing it and eventually someone will be into it as well um yeah yeah, just jump in you have to you just have to start you have to start somewhere you have to start with an app you have to start with talking to other people um if you are wanting to do poly you have to start going on dates with other people it depends on what kind of open thing you're looking at follow some people who are poly on accounts like yeah. John Armaniello has really good advice about this kind of stuff. Like I see yeah. he gets asked questions like this a lot. And yeah, I love what he said. He actually got this question the other day and he said, you just need to jump in. You have to start flirting with people so that you can make it uh, not as uncomfortable because starting to do something like this, because it is against like the societal norm, it's going to feel uncomfortable. The yeah. first time I ever asked someone to have a threesome with a, with me, I was freaking out I mean it was so awkward and they said no and then I got turned down by another person but it's basically just about vulnerability like yeah just getting out there and just trying something and just try everything you can try everything once and you can just hopefully sounds like you have a great communication style with your partner so you'll just be able to talk it through as you go yeah and just expect that no matter how much you talk about this You can talk yourself into a tailspin, but it isn't until you start 
putting your energy out there, like the first thing that you need to do is just put your energy yeah. out into the universe. Like I'm open to this. I'm into this. Start writing about it in your journal or whatever. Start talking about it with people. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's great. And then the next thing that you get to do is continue having those conversations with your partner. Like mm-hmm. it isn't just a one time like, yeah, that sounds like it could be fun. This is something that it just – you keep talking about it and – like, you know, after your first threesome or after your first group sex experience, you get to talk about it as much as you want. Like, you can talk about it until the cows come home. Yep. And the cows may never come home. Maybe cows you're just talking about home. it and talking about it because they lost their shepherd. <laughs> yeah. You may want to talk about it forever and never do it again. Fine. You get to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. I love that. Great question. I love today. that question. Yeah. That was a great question. And I think that that concludes episode number Freaking siete. <laughs> siete. Uh, and it's, uh, we're recording this on Friday the 13th. It is Friday the 13th. And I, I want to get a tattoo today. Yes. Thank you to all of our listeners for showing up again. We really appreciate the feedback from the last few episodes. Please DM us with any questions. Also, comment, like, and subscribe to any of your favorite podcast uh, streaming networks. Leave us comments on YouTube. Some of our videos are going up on YouTube. Uh, I think this is an episode that's going to go up there as well. Great. We love our wolf pack so much. And uh, oh, follow our Instagram page, The Den Mothers, so that you don't miss when we drop new episodes. And our personal pages, She Wolf Lauren and Camille Misbach for our other adventures. Yes. And I just wanted to say thank you so much to our pack. We have 3000 downloads right now and yay! that feels really good. It yeah. We're, feel good. I'm like, yay. It's just so fun. It's fun. We're, we're having so much fun and it's a real joy and a real honor to be on here having these conversations. So yeah, we're only doing things we love right now and this has become yep. something we love. So thank you. Yep. Thank you. Thank you grateful and we will see you next week for episode number eight okay